0: Welcome to the Good Intent, Good Impact podcast, where every week we talk about different concepts that can help us to dismantle racism in American society. And this week, we're going to be discussing the hierarchical aspect of the web of oppression. Now, this week's podcast is very closely related to last week's podcast, because if you'll recall, we talked about group-based categories and how some people are given more value or worth based on the categories that they're in. So when we talk about hierarchies, we essentially cannot have hierarchical systems that say white people are above all other people of color without the group based categories to box people into existing in the first place. If there are no group based categories, then there's really no reason to create hierarchies of who has more value than the other. So these two concepts in the web of oppression go hand in hand and are inextricably linked. Um, In our society, when it comes to race, the hierarchy is actually pretty clear and self-explanatory white people are at the top and everybody else is below white people i do want to point out that blackness is certainly at the very bottom um, and the reason i say that is because there are other historically marginalized groups um, that are non-white that have adopted anti-blackness over time as a way to gain closer proximity to whiteness and the privileges that it entails now we know that there are different struggles within Minoritized communities, you know, black folks and Asian folks have their struggles, black folks and Latinx folks have their struggles um, within communities because of some of this anti blackness, for sure. But the thing I want people to keep in mind as you look at the larger problem of hierarchies and how they put some people above others um, is understanding that even those challenges in between different minoritized racial communities serves the oppressor, it serves white people. Um, Because again, you've got people who are in certain groups that aren't black using anti-blackness to position themselves closer to whiteness, which in most cases is done out of survival um, or social conditioning. So many of these folks are are told stories about black people or see black people in a certain way that's not favorable. And so they adopt these same narratives because as we know, white people control the media, they control the narratives in our society. Um, And so people from other cultures Pick that up. Um, But there's also the aspect where some people do it um, out of survival. Um, And so, if you put yourself closer to whiteness in this society, you generally speaking have access to the privileges that that entails and it opens more doors for you. Um, And so, people also lean into that in order to progress. in their quality of life. Of course, leaving black people, as I said before, at the bottom of the rung of that um, and having to bear the brunt of all of that anti-blackness all at the same time. Um, And so I wanna give an example from my personal life in terms of how this shows up um, and how being closer in proximity to whiteness it can be necessary for survival um, and to progress in a, in a predominantly white society that values that. Um, and so I'll use the example of how I'm speaking to you now. Um, I am speaking in a way that most white people would deem to be professional or appropriate. Um, but if I switched to African American vernacular English and spoke how I might speak to other black people who I grew up with or other black people in my family or my friends, if I spoke like that at work or in any other professional setting, there's a good chance that someone's going to say, I'm being unprofessional. Um, And so we have to really dig deep and ask ourselves the question, why is speaking a certain type of vernacular English more acceptable in workspaces, again, that are run by predominantly white people, more acceptable than another form um, of English that certain people speak amongst each other? So I... None of my accomplishments have changed. I have all of the same degrees that I had. Um, My work ethic and what I bring to the table doesn't change. The only thing in this example that would be changing is how I'm speaking to people. And that would be enough for someone to say that I'm unprofessional and can put me in harm's way um, with where I work. The key here to remember is just like race is a socially constructed category, just like gender is a socially constructed category. These ideologies about how we show up in space are socially constructed as well. We have agreed, or at least white people essentially have agreed, that this is what they want people to show up like to make them more comfortable and to be in closer proximity to them even if it means causing people like myself to have to do the constant code switching, um, even in cases where we really don't want to because we know that there's an opportunity cost to not doing so um, and white people not understanding that those kind of things are what contributes to racial battle fatigue um, that black people carry um, and the trauma that black and brown people carry um, as we move through a predominantly white world now in terms of thinking about how we look at this and some of the mistakes that we make other than what i just described in terms of having this system at all one of the things i think people want to consider is that we operate in either or thinking so you're either going to do it this way or do it that way one way is right and one way is wrong just like i mentioned Me speaking a different form of English should not be considered wrong, right? I can still speak in a certain way and still get my work done and still be just as accomplished and still be just as much of an asset to a team. It doesn't have to be you have to do all that and you have to speak this way or if you don't speak this way or else, right? It doesn't have to be that way. I can hold both things at one time. Um, I'm I'm very capable of that. A lot of black people are capable of that. And one of the things that I would encourage people in leadership positions in predominantly white working institutions is to shift from either or thinking to both and thinking and truly leaning and accepting people for who they are and how they show up in spaces, their authentic self, and knowing that they can be that version of themselves while also being professional and getting their work done. Um, The other mistake I think we make when it comes to hierarchy um, is the notion of the oppression Olympics. If you have done equity work or been around inclusion work, you have heard where people will talk about the oppression Olympics as it relates to hierarchies. So I remind folks that the hierarchy of oppression in the web of oppression is not to say like, this group has it harder than this group who's also marginalized. So to say things like, black people have it worse than latinx people or asian people are the model minority so what could they possibly know about being oppressed i still stand by my earlier statement that some of these groups will lean into anti-blackness in order to gain closer proximity to whiteness but it doesn't mean that there's any less hurt when people of Asian descent are seeing their elderly being viciously attacked for no other reason that they're Asian. That kind of pain and fear is also very real, just as real as it is for black people who are afraid of interactions with law enforcement. And so to say that one type of hurt or fear or pain is more important or more visceral or more valuable than the other plays right into white supremacy's hands. Because instead of us banding together as historically marginalized people and tackling white supremacy, we are focused on trying to go at each other for what scraps we feel like are left in our society for white people to see us. This does not mean that we don't have to deal with the stuff happening within our groups as marginalized people. We do have to deal with the anti-blackness that's in these communities. But again, it doesn't have to be either or thinking. We can do both of these things at the same time. So we can tackle the anti-blackness that shows up in some of these communities while at the same time, holding white people accountable for number one, instigating the oppression Olympics in the first place, and two, creating a system that leads to the detriment of all of us as marginalized people while they gain and benefit as they always have. Next week, we are going to move forward to the next aspect of oppression. Um, So make sure that you hit the subscribe button, both on the YouTube channel as well as the podcast to make sure that you don't miss anything um, when new content is released on Fridays. Um, And as you continue to do the work of equity, I wish you well. I know that this is hard work. Um, I know that this is a lot of emotional labor for a lot of people. So I want to say thank you for sticking with me as we talk about the web of oppression, I want to wish you well as you go through your week and I will see you back here next Friday.